Good boy, Gareth. Good boy. Good Stop boy. it. You're listening to The Dollop. This is an American history podcast where each week I, Dave Anthony, read a story from American history to my boob. Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. <laughs> bow, now, 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 now. Uh, I told you I wanted to talk about something right away. What's going on with the upper lip? little mustache action? I like... You and I have different paths to the mustache. I go beard, shave down. You choose the, the teenager approach of letting it just sort of... This is totally incorrect. What's going on? So you have a full shave, and then you left a little mustache room. And now it looks like... Now you have five o'clock shadow mustache shadow. I had, uh, I had like a two-week beard, two- and three-week beard thing going, and then it was irritating me, so I shaved it off, and now I have a little But mustache. that's not three weeks of hair growth above that lip. It's gray, dude. You can't really see it. It's, could could, yeah, it's could we do a th- giveaway <laughs> where fine. someone gets to come over and touch it a bunch? Mm-mm. I think for the listeners, no, why, why get the numbers that, up. Why would that be a thing? Do a little promo. What? Why? What? Why would that? Why would get, you get the people talking? Get them. Get the get the word out there into into my yeah. house. Well, they don't have to be in your house. They can meet you in a park, it. but they can. But they're allowed to have a session what? where they they can rub it and. I'm not. There's no sessions. Well, though, no. I'm suggesting that there is one. We have a con. We have a we have a caption contest. I, I'm absolutely saying no. No, we don't. A caption contest. No, none of this is pitch back. Don't know. Pit, well, pitch back. How does someone get into? How does someone get over there to touch it a bunch? This isn't the SN. This is an oh no situation. This is how does someone get over there to rub it and touch it? They don't. Nobody. So does. everyone, we're excited to promote uh, on this podcast. Someone's going to get to come over and touch Dave's upper lip hair a bunch. It's gray. It's bushy. It's awesome. It's um, I'm getting emotional. It's, uh, it's exciting, and so. Um, yeah, first person to caption this episode properly or this clip. If you see this clip, caption this clip. What would you caption this clip? And the winner gets to go over there and rub the fuck out of Dave's upper lip hair. So caption it, share it with your friends. We're looking for Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, uh, X, um, or whatever, uh, Elon's problem. Uh, and uh, Instagram, and email, Dave's email, DaveAnthony1 at gmail.com. So hit us up, load it up in the comments. One winner gets to meet Dave in a park near where he lives, and they're going to rub that. They're going to rub that silver caterpillar. I'm going to kick your balls so hard they come out of your eyeballs. Caption, someone caption that. Here's the problem with what you just did. Some poor guy that has the email, DaveAnthony1 at Gmail. Is I have that one. Emails. That's why I have that, just in case. <laughs> And called it, quote, his jam pad. Jam pad? I'm the fucking hippo guy! Dave, okay. My name's Gary. <laughs> My name's Gary. Wait. Is it for fun? And this is not gonna become the Tiggly Podcast. Okay. This is like Anarchy! On a five part coefficient. <laughs> My room's playing! Now hit him with the puppy. You both present sick arguments. <laughs> no sleep tell hippo! No sleep tell hippo! Uh, action part. Hi, Gary. No. Nicely done, my friend. No. No. <laughs> Rhoda. Rhoda in the court. Gareth? 
That's your name. Dave. We are brought to you in part by Squarespace, which a lot of people think is a space that is square. Yep. That's not at all. It's where a bunch of the L7s hang out. (laughs) (laughs) Gareth, it's not what it is. It is an all-in-one domains, websites, online store, marketing tools, analytics situation. It's got everything. You go from the, the websites to the online stores, and you jump back over to the marketing tools, and you head over to the analytics. I think it's all in one is what I'm saying. Uh, You, of course, uh, very much enjoy Squarespace. Love Squarespace. Use Squarespace. Your website looks great. Have Squarespace. We have Squarespace. We use Squarespace. Us use Squarespace. They use Squarespace. How about that? Mm Mm-hmm. Those are words. You said them. In a a combination. Uh, Gareth Reynolds... GarethReynolds.com, you can find all Gareth's uh, touring information there. Uh, I am not touring, so uh, you, should you cannot be with find that. any of that information on my You should be with website. that gray lip duster you got cooking. That should be, that should be playing and, uh And then, of course, we got our sources page with Squarespace, and we got the dollarpodcast.com where you can get Squarespace. tickets for a fall upcoming tour. It's all Squarespace. And why are we with Squarespace? Because it's easy to use. It looks really great. You don't have to update We're stuff. You get 24-7 support. We're in a long-term relationship with Squarespace. Now, there, we, mm-hmm. we are committed. We have st- mm-hmm. stood the test of time. We love each other. There are times. It's not an open relationship. No, but there are it's times close. where you thought about, hey, should we open it up? Should we see another site? But yeah. there's just nothing out there that compares to what we have at home. You said it right, Gareth. And... Uh, and look, you can do e-commerce, you can sell stuff, you can you can sell digital products, you can subscription Dave's going to send you some of his mustache hair of course, if you want it. I wish I wish that wasn't happening. Anyway, we love it. That's why we that's why we have all our sites with Squarespace cuz it looks great and it's easy to use. And then domains, you can own them. <laughs> Relax, dude. You guys know what I'm talking about. So look, Go to squarespace.com slash dollop for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code dollop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Um, Dave, we should also point out that we are going on tour uh, this fall. The dollop 2023 fall tour. We will be in Bloomington, October 7th, Chicago, October 10th, Milwaukee, October 11th. Shout out. Uh, Madison, October 12th, and um, St. Paul. Near Minneapolis, it's called the Twin Cities. Uh, a river separates them, and that'll be You're October fourteenth. Uh, I'm going to St. Pauli. I got booked on a different show, and I'm we will have merch. We, Luke, our—I don't know what you call him. Our bizarre little man is uh, working on some crazy merch stuff. So um, join us for a fantastic show. Sixteen oh nine, year of our Lord, J Town. Stop! If you're saying he's surfing or jet, who wears roller skates? So dumb on a jet dumb. ski. J Town. Well, he made does. a bad decision. Because the fucking the 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 roller blades or the roller skates aren't coming off. Maybe you'll swap them once in a while. It's just stupid. They're not aquatic. But they're always on. He goes into stores, he's got him on. He goes into the shower, he's got him on. He's riding his dirt bike, he's got him on. Oh, and he rides his dirt bike because he's doing X Games stuff because the kids and that's love like, that. Uh, that's the most Jumps, topical hops. you've been with him. 
Henry Hudson, a British explorer employed by the Dutch, sailed into New York Harbor on his ship. Hmm. The something or rather. He was looking for a river to China. <laughs> that was the plan. <laughs> so this is the Hudson River origin? The man looking for the river to China. No. A River to China feels like a book I would see, like, on my mother's bookshelf when I was a kid. That's right. So they sail, uh, they sail, first they sail kind of lower, and then uh, on the States, and then they come up, and they swing around and see the bluffs of Staten Island and the hills of Brooklyn. Sure. And it is heavenly, Gareth. So many microbrewers. In the water... They just have all these big fish following them that they can look down and see. Following them? Okay. Following, following uh, the ship. Okay. Hudson uh, sends a landing party ashore onto Staten Island. Uh, people dressed in animal skins appear and welcome them. Okay, they're going to regret that. Now, the Europeans had tools, and the Americans offered hemp and beans and a local delicacy, oysters. Sure. Now, these were the Lenape, who uh, there's a bunch of different subdivisions of a bunch of smaller tribes, but that's like the overall people. They, uh, they knew whites. They had seen whites before. Uh, they called them a Shoanuk, which means salty people. Fair. Which seems right. Does that seem right? A salt, really, a salty people. Um, okay. Salty people, meaning we're just kind of sweaty, sweaty folk? I think, I think maybe... I don't know. It doesn't go into why they call the salty people, but um, either dick dickheads, I think, or uh, I just I don't even need to know the definition like, to just be like, yeah, they're right. We are yeah, salty yeah, people. They, they nailed it. Uh, they had already experienced other salty people, like uh, Frenchy Samuel de Champlain and uh, Giovanni de Verrazzano, who was the, the Italian thing guy. That's what the bridge is named after. Sure. So the Lenape, in their uh, language, called themselves the common man, or we the people. The Lenape called themselves that. Yeah. Um, we would steal that, I think, we the people. But anyway. Doesn't, doesn't, excuse me, doesn't, doesn't sound like us. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I, you're right. Uh, at this point, they've, they've been through 14 epidemics of European diseases. Ugh. So it can't be really that happy to see more no, white people. the right? salties. Um, with their salting disease. Uh, <coughs> land. Uh, they live, um, the, the, the people live on uh, fishing and hunting and gathering nuts and fruit and shellfish. Like they're, you know, the, the basic sure. stuff. They, they eat a ton of oysters. They are oyster eaters. They love the oysters. Don't love it. I don't love it. Are you not an oyster guy? No, I am not an oyster guy. I think I've been pretty on record on this show that I don't understand why anyone is ever freaking out over a thing you're not supposed to chew. I I totally agree with you. I think that uh, oysters are... It looks like a semen eyeball. Yeah, no, it's like, why would you eat snot? That's yeah, how snot, I People are like, put some hot sauce and lemon on the snot, and then you can have... And you're like, but what is that's really not the flavor. So they're big oyster eaters. Sure. Um, there, there are enormous piles of shells all over the area. So this is... Which arch- archaeologists call middens. middens. So there's, there's all over New York. 
middens okay. and Jersey. There are just piles of oyster shells because they've been eating them for thousands of years. Right. And when the Lenape buried their dead, they covered them in oyster shells. So that feels like that's just a way to like use the trash, but okay. Maybe. I agree with you, but maybe they're, they're like, this is cool. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> they also did the same for their dogs. Oh, they did? They buried their dogs. Yeah. That's cool. But oysters, uh, oysters are not a, a great source of food. They aren't really nourishing or efficient if you're you know, trying to. So like if you're going out to look for food, 90% of an oyster is shell. Yeah. So it's a lot of effort for not that much food inside. Yeah, it's a lot of work. For, it's a lot of work for the snot. If you're yeah, for to suck up the snot. So if you're gonna get um, the nourishment from just eating oysters, you would need to eat 250 oysters a day. Sure, that's like what happens on Naked and Afraid, where they'll be like, like it'll be like day 15, and people will like find a shrimp, and they'll be like, yeah, and then they'll like split it in half, and they'll be like, yeah, and then the announcer will just come in and be like, a shrimp has 45 calories and one gram of protein. <laughs> They spent 500 <laughs> calories looking for this shrimp. <laughs> right. So that's oysters. Um, so they're more of a diet supplement kind of thing. And the Lenape traded oysters with other tribes like the Iroquois. Because um, everyone, liked, everyone liked oysters. They're, um, these oysters are huge, though. They're not like the oysters we see today. Eight to ten inches. Wow. So it's a big boy. I mean, you, it's not, you're not slurping this down. You're chewing you're on this. You're sucking thing. this. Yeah. You're, yeah. Uh, uh, sorry, I just need a minute to just think of. Uh, you're chewing through it. It's just like eating tongue. Yeah. It's like a steak that you're chomping on at that point. Like, it's a big thing. Wow. Those oysters were huge. Um, an oyster can live up to 15 years. Um, the New York Hudson estuary was the perfect environment for oysters to grow. Sure. It was the perfect temperature, the water, it's all perfect. On Hudson's third day on Staten Island, after a second day of trading very happily with the Lenape, um, he sent men in a rowboat to explore the land. And as they were about to step onto a sandy point, uh, the Lenape, Lenape pulled up in uh, some canoes and uh, petty officer John Coleman took an arrow to the neck and died. What got him? Uh, we don't know. We think it was scurvy. It's always so hard to just kind of piece together what could have killed people back then. There's so many options. Yeah. It's a real whodunit. Um, so soon after Hudson, Hudson took off and headed up what would become the Hudson River. And I don't know how it got the name. That's either. the coincidence when he was on that. He must have been like, wow, yeah. that's my name. So, uh, so now he's sort of found the place and now the Dutch start arriving. Uh-uh. Here right? we go. He worked, he works for the Dutch East India Company. So, or Dutch West India Company. Um, so they started rubbing and they, um, they like living by the water. Obviously, they're Dutch. But one of the big problems at this time is the swans and other birds just keep them awake at night because there's so many fucking birds. And they're loud and they're doing their night sure. stuff. Which you've, we've talked a lot about night bird night stuff birds. on this podcast. Yeah, they're awesome. Yeah. Um, there's so many fish, you could just go out into the water and pick them up by hand <laughs> to eat. Wow. Jesus. Mm. We've really... 
really gone to we town really on our resources. <laughs> I mean, like, we really, I like that fish got the word out of like, do not be near them. That is a bad do, one. Don't. Quote, it is not possible to describe how this bay swarms with fish, both large and small, whales, tunnies, and porpoises, whole schools of innumerable other fish, which the eagles and other birds of prey swiftly seize in their talons when the fish come to the surface. And we just ate the shit out of them. But it's just like a, some crazy nature cartoon. It's like a joke. Yeah, right. Can I tell you about a dream I had last night? Okay. I had a dream I was at like a really, really rich guy's house, and he had a pet penguin. And at, when sure. I was in line at the buffet, the pet penguin said something along the lines of, help me. And I was like, I will help you get out of here. And I was going to help him escape. Mm. And? Woke up. You didn't. Woke it up. Sounds like, oh, you fucked him over, basically. I'll revisit that little fella this evening. Well, I hope so, or else he, um, right now, he might be mad when you come back. I don't. He, just, he was in there, and then he just vanished. I'll get him. I'll get him. On his end. I'll get him. You're gone. I'll get him. All right. Uh, Adrian Vanderdonk wrote, quote, There are some persons who imagine the animals of the country will be destroyed in time, but this is an unnecessary anxiety. Nice. Republican senator. <laughs> <laughs> Europeans riding home always uh, would bring up all the oysters. The area was named the New Netherlands, and it was run by the West India Company. So there's no government. It's just, it's just a company, and it's all about profit. Okay, uh, which is, why did we waste all of our time with that middle time? Let's just, we're there already. Let's just, yeah, come on. Uh, the Nanapi showed them how uh, to row into about 10 or so feet of water and use tongs, like so really long kind of tongs, and a raking tool and this other thing to grab them and bring the oysters up into the boat. Um, these oysters, sadly, for the Dutch, did not make pearls. They were upset by that. There's a, it's another type of shellfish that makes pearls. It's not an oyster. It's more muscle-related, whatever. Sure. So several Dutchmen wrote home upset that these oysters just made these ugly brown little things, not pearls. <laughs> so it's already a disappointment. We're just the worst. It just the whole... <laughs> just, this, this whole precious metal thing just really... Just, we're, we're dumb. We're like, we're like... We are birds. We're just like, man, that's shiny. Look at that shiny. We want that. We're worse than birds. Yeah, we're like birds with guns. Like the French and British, oysters uh, were essential, essential parts of the cuisine for the Dutch. So uh, there are so many 17th century Dutch still alive paintings that have oysters in them. There's really? like a ton. <laughs> like, like Jan van Kessel's still life fruit with oysters. Ugh. This one. He's having so oysters and there's just nectarines? Like, <laughs> so they love to paint oysters. Interesting. Because uh, it's great. Because they were so Why popular. Why wouldn't you want that? Yeah. And they're great to look at. Absolutely, yeah. They're very a very um, photogenic shell. The Dutch, the Dutch drink a lot of beer, so oysters and beer go together. Good, so hey, it's a big and part let's of just Dutch say, so, breath-wise, doing good. So the lower Hudson Estuary has about 350 square miles of oyster beds at this time. Okay. 
Some biologists believe New York Harbor had half of the world's oysters at this time. Wow. So it's like, yeah, it's, it's like, you know, it's the shit. Yeah. You could, you could just pluck them like ripe fruit. You could just go out in the water and pull them out. Um, as new Amsterdam grows, they start to be commercially harvested, but they're so easy to pick up that it was hard to sell them yeah. around. Hey, you guys want to buy uh, six oysters, six oysters? <laughs> I just pick six. No, I have, I have six. Well, uh, what about a dozen oysters? You get a better dozen. Come on. Oh, no, I got a dozen also right there. Two dollars for a dozen. Come on, man. These are the best. I'll take them off your hands if you pay me a buck, but I just don't. Just sit. I'm just full of oysters. I have. Look at my oyster pack. It's, it's No, packed. I know. It's Well, could you just get out of here for a second? I'm trying to sell some oysters. Jag off. <laughs> hey, everybody. We're, we're rare oysters. Shut up. Everybody Ra- okay. has oysters I, in their hands. Quiet. Rare oysters. Looking for a home. Looking for a tummy to live in. Oysters. Hi. No, we don't want oysters. The ocean's tongue. We all have oysters, everybody. Yes, we all have them. All right, we, but you I... just pick them up outside. Sh- qu- please, this please, like... please stop saying the part about being able to pick them up outside. Please, please. You can just right over there. Shut you up. just go shut in the water. Shut up, you old bag. And Listen, grab shut some. up. Now we're all right. Keep. I'm trying to look for a new crew. Who... Ma'am, what's up? What's up? I brought oysters. Do you want to buy some oysters? I don't get out. All right, listen. Anyone who has oysters, this is not a deal for you. I'm looking for some foot I'm traffic. I'm selling oysters. I'm selling don't, oysters. You want oysters? I, I'm interested a little bit. How much are you selling your oysters hey, for? Hey, look at everyone, a bunch of how much oyster commerce going on. How much? $2 for a dozen. I'm selling mine for a dollar dozen. Why don't you buy mine? And then you can turn them around. I don't. Uh, yeah. Said, I have a really sick. I have a really sick child. No shit. You know what you should give that kid? Some of your oysters. I they a, cure uh, the sickness. They clean up the, the acne. They grow the hair. They make the eyes better. Make you hard as a rock. He's lost his legs. Oh, they're good for that, too. And okay. then you, when All you're right. done, when he's done eating them, if, he, if it doesn't work, you can put the shells on his feet and just slide them around. I'm not. Come on. That's not cool to say to anyone at all. All right, I'm down to 75 cents. You drive a hard bargain. Anyone want to buy a. I'll whack off on camera. Are you a time traveler? Yeah. Yep. I started in Only Clams. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Got good. It did well. Uh, it got great. One settler wrote of quote oysters we pick up before our fort. Some so large they must be cut into two or three pieces. Well, that makes sense if you're talking like twelve inch oysters. But I'm out. I'm out at oyster now. I'm like leaving the town. Like I don't want to be around oysters you can cut into pieces. I don't want to be small oysters are bad enough. You don't like that. I like the idea that oysters are kind of running the city a little bit. Big guys. So the Dutch take so many oysters that in 1658, the city council forbids harvesting oysters in the rivers right at the town shore. So they're like, you got to go out We're a just, little bit. It doesn't take us long no, it doesn't. to do our thing. I mean, we are, we are locusts with nipples. Yeah. And now I'm picturing that. Picturing it. And picturing it's it. hot. 
So now they have to row out to what is known as Little Oyster Island and Great Oyster Island, which have been renamed to Ellis and Liberty Islands. Oh, wow. So the Lenape and the Dutch not getting along that great. What's the issue, Dave? Uh, The Dutch are terrible. The, The knives, they make knives from oyster shells. And one time a Dutchman gave the Indians booze. How great, and how great are we? One cut someone like, with his knife. Shiv the species. Mm-hmm. We're just like, we're the best. We're like, not only are we going to over-harvest this area, we made weapons out of the shells. Uh, another time, uh, Lenape captured a Dutchman and cut off several fingers with an oyster shell knife. There we go. Wait, the Lenape were making the knives? I think they both were, but yeah. They the both L- were, L- yeah. That's Lenape made them, yeah. That's life on um, the inside. But we all know the story. The Dutch buy Manhattan, but like air and water, uh, the Lenape don't believe you could own land. It doesn't make sense to them. <laughs> they, they, they were so foolish. <laughs> they basically made the deal because they, they considered it leasing the land. They considered it like it, they were making an alliance with the Dutch. Right. And they ended up making like 22 land sales in the area. And pretty soon the Dutch have 30 houses and a stone headquarters building. But they're like, why aren't the Lenape? They're not be leaving. We bought the land from them. They just staying around. It's because they didn't buy the land. I don't think they know how deals work. (laughs) Excuse me. Excuse me, Lenape. This is ours now. Did you read the contract? Like, the idea of handing someone a contract is like, yeah, I don't believe in contracts. Sign this. What? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, So the first tavern is built in New Amsterdam in 1641, the City Tavern. And they sell oysters. Nice. The Dutch and the uh, Wikwa Czechs, the Wikwa Czechs, uh, start fighting. Right. So that's a, I believe that's a subdivision of the Lenape. It might not be, but I think it is. Um, sure. So they start fighting, uh, and it's basically like this: one Dutch guy had killed a uh, Wikwa Czech, and their rules are like that. If that person has a child that when that child comes of age, he can um, get revenge. Great, great rule. Great so 15 rule. years go by and this... Can you imagine if someone killed like your father <laughs> oh, and then you yes. were allowed to get like revenge in some way with that sort yeah. of situation? Like you could just come get it. Like you kill someone and then you go and they're like, what are you doing? And you're like, well, he killed my, he killed my dad. And they're like, oh, okay, that's fine. That would, I mean, imagine if your father specifically was murdered by someone and you could have at them. That's interesting. Okay. Some would say that's what I'm doing. What are you talking about? They start fighting over that because that kid eventually kills a dude, a Dutch dude, and then the Dutch respond, and the Dutch then go overboard and they massacre 80 men, women, and kids. They're like, okay, let's really Jesus blow this up. Christ. They, they even took, they took all their heads or a bunch of their heads. Um, so this leads to retaliation and uh, they're fighting. There's a lot of killing going on. And the Dutch build a huge wall, which we've talked about before. They build it in 16. We're going to build a wall. Yeah. To protect New Amsterdam. But also some people think sure. it was also maybe because they were fighting, uh, what, Spain or Britain or whatever, whatever, one of them. Sure. 
So for years, the Dutch just throw garbage over the wall when they're done with it. They just take God. their garbage to the wall and they toss it, which Jesus is also full Christ. of oyster shells because they're eating a lot of oysters. We were just doomed. We were doomed. We were do- it's in our bones to just be like <laughs> gluttonous pig fucks. <laughs> right? I mean, it is. We're just like. Yeah. Sorry, we're jalapeno poppers, the, the species. Um, they built ditches to drain sewage, and that sewage flowed out uh, over the oyster beds. Ugh. So oysters, oysters are, they don't move. They're permanently attached to, once they attach, they're attached. That's where they stay. They have, you know, two shells. One is a deeper curved shell. And so because that's what they rest in, they can be shipped in their shell. Transported well. They're like self-refrigerating. Yeah, basically. And it keeps um, the juice from leaking out, and they can stay alive in the shell for a while. Water temp uh, is a big deal for growth. So warmer water, the better, but not too warm, obviously. Um, but colder yeah. water makes for more flavor, flavorful oysters, which I think you wouldn't want. You mean an oyster that you could potentially chew? Oh, God. Due to war and fighting, in 1664, the West India Company bails, and they turn over uh, the island to the British. They're like, okay, you guys run this. The, they called the Dutch uh, y- Jankies, uh, a nice. combo of John and cheese. <laughs> I think wow. that's maybe, maybe we could end the podcast right here. Uh, it's pretty Peaksville. Mm-hmm. John and good. she that is what do you mean so much more than just John and cheese where would you get that from we're also tea another the English called the Dutch that I want to hear your Dutch accent is what I was hoping for why would they call us the people who have only John and cheese it's very hard No, it is. Uh, English settlers wrote home about oysters. This is said, one, quote, at at Amboy Point and several other places, there is an abundance of brave oysters. We found some brave oysters. (laughs) So, so good. They said the oysters could feed all of England and their shells provide provided lime for stone houses. I, I, I've just finished my supper. Now it's time to make a house. <laughs> the British have loved oysters for centuries. Like going back in, in 50 BC, Roman historian Sallust wrote, quote, poor Britons, there is some good in them. After all, they produce an oyster. Wow. Way back then. That's it. Well, even back then, people were like, what the fuck is with these people? The Brits ate them for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and oyster pie uh, was really big. Oh, mm, oyster my God. Pie. Uh, uh, it's so hard for me to know that I am, I am that. Well, we finally we've come up with a delicious pie. Walk into my uh, shell so dining gross. room. Yeah. It's so bad. What's in this pie? Cherries? Apples? <laughs> Shell tongue Oyster Delicious oyster pie Yeah, so that just seems like the grossest thing ever to me But uh, yeah, yeah, I don't whatever. know It's harder to come up with something weirder to do 
Um, there were a lot of people taking oysters out of Hudson, out of the, the New York Harbor. And in 1679, Brookhaven, Long Island, passed an ordinance restricting the max number of boats allowed in the Great South Bay at 10. 10 boats total? At a time. At a time. See, that's your that's problem. It. That doesn't really stop it, really, does it? In 16, I, think, I think that's what it is. In 1699, the British took down the wall, and they find a gigantic garbage dump. And the garbage dump is leaching into the pond, which is called Collect Pond, um, which is now a really gross, trash-strewn, disease pond. So polluting businesses like tanners and butchers set up shop around the pond because they're going to pollute anyway, and they just pollute more. So it really stinks. It's a horrific, stinking thing that they've made. What are they polluting? Like It's like human... Piss and shit and animal piss and shit and animal parts and like just it's refuse. It's stuff you throw away, which right. at this time you're probably not throwing away a lot. I don't know why you're throwing away animal poop, but um yeah, I stopped using it. I keep it. Yeah, I know. Uh so in New York, the most common way at this time is to pickle oysters. That's the way you're, uh, <laughs> are you, is there, is, are you like having a competition with yourself to see how you can unfurl the grossest things to do with oysters? Like oyster pie sounds horrendous, but a pickled oyster. Yeah. Uh, if I saw that in a jar, I'd be like, I gotta go. They also fried them. That was a big thing. That's okay. As far as shipping, uh, they stay alive. They're not fragile. They can be out of, out of the water for days. And then, and then they found out if you sprinkle them with oatmeal, they use that for nourishment and they live longer. As I, Honestly, I can't believe how, like, I never thought I would feel, like, empathy towards oysters. But, like, <laughs> it's just horrible. It's like you're taking oysters out of the ocean. It's like they can live for days without being, you know, and the oyster's like, man, we're really, it's really a good thing we can live for days out here. But they're just headed to a restaurant, and then you're like, how about a little oatmeal? And they're like, man, that's fucking delicious. Yeah. Only to just have some, like, fucking Brit, like, from a cookbook, quote, sprinkle with flour or oatmeal and salt, cover with water, do the same every day, and they will fatten. As will we. New Yorkers are harvesting more oysters than the English can buy. They also sold them to the West Indies and Southern Europe, which isn't even legal, but they were making so many oysters that they were selling outside of England. There's just too many oysters. Yeah, New York merchants are making tons of money. Um, they're selling them for six times what they pay, the guys who collect them. In the fall, um, they're picked and they're shipped, and months without an R produce inferior oysters they, that's when they spawn so they're thinner and uh, like translucent sorry what just happened months without an R yeah so the summer months is when they're spawning um, so they change like because they're trying to they're getting it on or whatever uh huh so um, they become a little bit thinner and their their shells are more translucent but they're okay to eat they just don't look as as an oyster usually does so okay. people didn't like them as much um, so that like those months kind of they t- they're taking off. So all of this eating of oysters leads to just tons of oyster shells in Manhattan. 
Um, <laughs> that's where Pearl Street comes from, because Pearl Street was a big, a big mid and a big pile wow. of oyster shells. Um, so they they burn them to make they to make mortar. It's so common now to burn shells that homes are being built with the cellars open on one side so they could burn oyster shells. Wow. So many shells are being burned that the air in New York is now thick and it stinks. Imagine. A great place. In 100 years, or maybe less, what, what time did we start this? 1609. So in, in 90 years, they've taken this beautiful place where there's fish that just come up to you and oysters you can pick out of the ground, and now yeah. they've, they've destroyed the, the pond. It's like a they've fetid, just, gross place. That we have and like the air is just n- thick and stinks. Nude oyster shells, and everyone has like an oyster oven to burn the shells. <laughs> And you can't, and you're walking around, you're like, white man's yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, Gosh, what took it so long for us to ruin everything? And the Lenape are just like, cool, 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 cool. Yeah, and the English are like, look at all these savages. And you're like, well. Yeah, yeah. Look at them, not making money. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I've got the smoke oyster cough. <laughs> they actually, the Lenape used oyster shells as money, which led clams. to the... Well, no, but, uh, oyster shells too, clams and oyster shells. But that led to um, to the Dutch controlling the money supply at some point. Uh, <laughs> okay, whatever. Because <laughs> they uh, could just get them easier. You know, the Fed just raised the oyster shell rate. Uh, what? What? Fuck. I was going to buy a house. Yeah. On June 19, 1703, a law was passed forbidding distilling of rum and burning of oyster shells in city limits. Okay. In 1714, so 11 years later, the law is strengthened to cover a larger area because people then just started burning them outside the area. Right. And it still was bad, so they had to... Uh, uh, by uh, the Big Harbor, uh, oysters mean fewer have to be picked leaving many to keep growing. So they so they're because they're bigger, you don't have to pick as many right. to get your oyster supply out there, right? If you're going by weight. Yep. Um Gowanus Bay in Brooklyn was especially known for big oysters. And now everyone who's ever lived near the Gowanus Canal like me just is like what's happening? <laughs> it's like the most polluted body of water like just <laughs> So no one wants to eat a 10-inch oyster. This guy, British writer William Makepeace Thackeray, said eating an American oyster was, quote, like eating a baby. Ugh. <laughs> what the fuck's wrong with this guy? Why is... Was everyone like, yeah, it's gross, but dude, that's like... Come on. Let's, <laughs> let's ground the hyperbole a little bit here. I don't know. It's pretty good. Is he... It's good. <laughs> I mean, a 10-inch oyster, but I mean, I, get, I mean, it's, uh, I, it would be, you know, it's like eating a whale dick. More like that. I mean, well, that doesn't help me. Like, I don't want to, I want to eat a whale a dick as much as I want to eat a baby. Eating, okay. I want to eat a whale dick as much as a baby. I don't want to eat either one of them. Yeah, that's, well, that, thank you for finally getting on record with where you stand. Because for a minute. And now a kangaroo. Why, what's your problem? If you think about it, the baby ones are probably more tender. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, 
to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it let's see you there hey there people listening to the dollop uh this is gareth yes the same guy i listen i have a new podcast called we're here to help that i'm doing with my friend jake johnson it's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't but we try to help people with problems that are important to them you can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts and it is out right now so go listen to we're here to help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun. Half Hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. So New York oysters are getting a reputation now around the world as being the best oyster. In an article in the Independent Reflector, it said no country had oysters of New York quality. Sure. The oysters were easy to harvest, and so they are cheap. The poorest people live on oysters and bread. That's their basic diet. Okay. In 1750, the government banned oystering from May 1st to September 1st to help egg-laying season. Man, we're just like... (laughs) We're just... We're fine. We just can't like be like, yeah, give it a minute. Stop it. We're like, no, sell it, it's sell fun. it, sell it. Same thing happened with tuna, where they're just like, yeah, maybe if you let like the tuna, yeah. like all the fish, they're like, yeah, if you let them like repopulate, that'd be good. And people are like, yeah, but I got to try to make some money today. So, <laughs> so what are you going to do? So uh, it'll be the end of them. So the law, this law also stops slaves and servants from taking or selling oysters, which is totally fucked. Like, those aren't the people, like, they're like, you're not doing it for profit. I just, the idea that, listen to what you just said. We're like, (laughs) yeah, but, you know, that thing that we're ruining and over-harvesting, our slaves aren't allowed to sell them. Okay, (laughs) how do you think your society's going right now? Pretty good. Pretty good. I just want to make sure that my slave can't sell the thing that's free in the ocean. Not even, not even selling, eating. The slaves can't, can't eat it. Slaves can't have them. The slaves don't get to At have all. these underwater things. But um, <laughs> I'll eat a bunch. <laughs> Maybe buy a plate and not eat all. Yeah. Uh, th- this new law was mainly because New Jersey residents and Staten Island residents are feuding over Raritan Bay and Arthur Kill oyster beds. So they're right in between Staten Island and New York, and, and they're really great oyster beds, so the two places are fighting over them. And, and, boy, and after this ban, boats and equipment are now being seized from May 1st to September 1st 
for violations. Sure. And then New Jersey retaliates, and they close their beds in the exact same period. So to anybody else, you had to be from New Jersey to take their oysters. But enforcement was up to the locals. So locals just did... Got bribed or whatever. Well, you just you just use your your like the the oyster guy from New Jersey is now in charge of policing the beds. Like you just yeah. you basically deputize them essentially. Right. Oyster cops. <laughs> on NBC, oyster, oyster cops. cops. What do you got? What do you got in your pack there, Johnny? Nothing. I was just telling you. I was just nothing. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Well, it looks a little heavy, like it's riding a little low. You know what I mean? Oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Bottom I, I, of the ocean low. Yeah, yeah. I've been putting on a bunch of weight. I, I don't know what's going on with me. There's something wrong with my, uh, with my I believe it's glandular. Anyway, good, good to see you. <laughs> no, no, no. You stay right here. Why don't you go and open up the bag? Open oh, it up. Oh, sure. Sure thing. I'll just open up the... Takes off running. I can hear the oysters clacking. I can't get over this fence. My bag of oysters, I mean, uh, of nothing. All right, you got me. You got me. I've been doing it. My family's on hard times. So I just had to do something. I'm just. I'm going to take one of these oysters and I'm going to knock out your teeth. Okay. And then I'm going to cave your head in with it. Wait, what the hell? How come Oyster Cops oyster is canceled? Cops. the hell? <laughs> Apparently they're being too violent. You see the one where that guy bashed that guy's face in with the oyster after he ate it? I like that episode. It made sense. I thought sense. it was pretty good, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, this is, it doesn't stop the conflicts, these laws they've passed. Um, they, they basically draw a line through the It's, it's also the just, I know, I'm, I, like, it is just the absurdity of thinking of, like, just, like, thinking of Lenape just being like, wait, what, like, you could all <laughs> just have oysters. And we're just like, we <laughs> fucked it all up, like, so immediately. You know, you're, you're making a point because they could all have oysters if they weren't selling them all to the gluttonous if it didn't English. become If it didn't become a business, if it was, right. I mean, if it's, it's the same thing we deal with now. It's just where you're just like, yeah, if, if it was, if not, if everything wasn't just like, how do I make as much money as fucking possible off of this? Right. Like if we could just That's do, right. if we could just sit there and just be like, hey, look, some fruit. Instead, we're like, yeah, but maybe I, I, I could be the only fruit company in the world. I can have an oyster palace. Yeah. Um, so oysters are eaten in many ways. There's, uh, there were recipes for oyster sauces. They were uh, put in pies. They were fried. They were stewed. They were rolled in cornmeal. They were pickled. They were colloped. Uh, and they were souped. Should we do a side podcast called The Collop? Yes. About oysters? Maybe. Think about it. Yes. Okay. Staten Island was worried about their beds because uh, so much oystering going on. They barred oystering for anyone who was not a Staten Island resident. The sewage system at the time was just slaves carrying chamber pots to dump in the river right on the oyster beds. <laughs> oh, my God. All these just the worst. <laughs> All Just, these things. Like, what's, that, the, what's the worst thing you can think of of how to deal with this? I think it's that. I think it's it's got to be that. It's it's just all the stuff 
that you're just like you've never fully pondered and then you yeah. hear it and you're like, oh, well, that's the no, worst that, version of anything possible. Yeah, that's, was it, I was hoping that wouldn't be what you said. I just put my hand down and say, flush, and then he takes it and tosses it. Um, oysters weren't always kept in the best conditions. Author Tobias Smollett said freshness was not always important, and some oysters were kept in slime pits for days covered with, quote, vitriolic scum until they acquired a greenish color. Dave. Which was desired, which they wanted. They wanted they them what? to be. What? What do you mean? Some people liked the taste that way. Some people liked oysters coming out of the slime pit? Yes. Oh, look at that one. Nice and green, <laughs> fresh out the slime pit. Oh, look at him, eh? Oh, he's got the beautiful colour of a bogey and the length of a whale prick. Oh, that's nice. Give me that one. Oh, gosh. Uh, oh, I'm having a bit of backlash in my throat over that one. Give me another one of them green slimy offers. Oh, I like them when they were a bit off, eh? Yeah, this one's wheezing. Oh, I like that, yeah. Oh, pass me another one out of the slime pit, if you don't mind. I don't like that fresh look, no. I like the appearance of something that's fr- not of this world. Yeah, one that comes fresh out the rancid, horrible slime pit. You know, I've got half a mind myself to live in the slime pit. Oh, if I could, I'd be a boy amongst men down there, I'll tell you. Well, I'd be happiest in the slime pit, so women are around in the shit, having an oyster for my meal today. Well, I'd be happy in the slime pit, I would never try to quit, because I want to do it, hooray. Oh, they got bad tastes and they're all red and green. Put it in my mouth if you know what I mean. I like a bad old oyster. It makes me happy. Give me that one. It's covered in crappy. And I like the slime pit. I like the slime pit. And I've got to make a chamber pot. You take that. You're my slave. Um, That could easily be the new British anthem. Yeah, it's. Be- I'll tell you what. It seems more topical than "God Save the Queen." Yeah. By the way, Jose, Jose <laughs> left when he was sleeping and came over here. Like, are you good? You doing yeah, all what right? What are you doing? You cool? <laughs> I'm worried about you. So by mid-century, right? So like the 1750s, uh, some are warning of possible destruction to the oyster beds. Mm-hmm. In 1769, New Jersey passed a law to further contain greedy neighbors. Raking up oysters simply to burn for lime was banned. So even with all the oyster shells around, people were still going out and taking oysters just to use the lime. We're just unreal. A big reason is that oysters remain a cheap source of food and means of income for the poor. So you don't right. want people using it for, besides eating, you don't want them using it for fucking lime when it's what a lot of people are sustaining themselves on. Now, there's a difference. If poor people can't go out and, and eat, then you have to find another way to feed them. So they're like, just let this thing happen. Like, this is good for everybody. There, there's a big difference between today and then. Finally. Yeah, yeah we found it. Um, oyster... 
carts are, are kind of all over. They're mostly manned by black uh, black workers. The first New York oyster cellar is opened in 1763 in the basement of a Broad Street building. Many taverns had opened in 1766. There were 282 taverns in New York. So oyster cellars are a different new thing. Um, Drinking is very cheap. New York rum at this point competes with a New England rum called Kill Devil. (laughs) Uh, Kill Devil is 25 cents a gallon. Bring it back. Alcoholism is a real big issue. Bowery Village used an oyster house as its post office. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Just... What the fuck? Was anyone like, hey, this is a fucking terrible idea all around. Does anyone notice that this is the worst thing we could possibly be doing? Just just imagine how much the mail smelled. Well, uh, excuse me. Yeah. I just, oh, God. What do you think? There's oysters in this? Nah, it's from the Bowery. So this city is growing. Uh, what can I get you? Uh, rum? Uh, some oysters? I just need to mail this. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. There you we go. Are, do we do that? I don't know. The rich now live in brick story houses with views of the harbor. So there's a, a you know, inequality is, you know, flowing. They, uh, they nice. roast their oysters in f- their fireplaces. Oh, yeah. The poor now are living in wooden shacks near the filthy cleck pond, and they are eating their oysters in their basements. Just, <laughs> once again, the podcast... <laughs> Really does not cease to amaze. I mean, an oyster-based society and economy. It's what's happened. Yes, it, the fact. Yes, it's it's fully like it's oysternomics. <laughs> it is oysternomics. It's wild. Uh, Charles Dickens would equate poverty uh, with uh, oyster eating. He would like he would say like the the poor are the ones who eat oysters. Not true, sure. but that's what he said. So in 1776, war obviously the American Revolution breaks out. New York is very quickly captured uh, by the British and held. The oystermen on Staten Island did not care as much about the loyalists as they did the oystermen from New Jersey. Wow! So whichever side one was on the other side would take up arms against their opponent. So they would use the war to help get weapons and fight the other guys that they're fighting against because of oysters. Right. (laughs) Now, while the war is on uh, and New York is under loyalist control, there's no trade in pickled oysters. Uh, So that just kind of shuts down. And then... So finally, a good thing. The, the Virginia oysters, which Chesapeake Bay, is that Chesapeake or is it Maryland? But anyway, they are... Uh, uh, you know what I like also about this show? You don't even wait for me to pitch in. You're just like, this guy oh, doesn't do know. You, is that, do you know which one it is? No, I don't no, know. No, of course not. You don't even, you barely know where Tampa Bay is. It's like that you know that I don't know. Is Tampa Bay on the east coast or west coast of Florida? Tampa Bay on the west coast, east coast? Is it on the east coast or west coast of Florida? Tampa Bay, east coast. West Coast. <laughs> so, <laughs> the, that was awesome. I'm actually, you know what's crazy about me? I'm good at Jeopardy. 
You watch Jeopardy with me, you'll be like, whoa, what's going on? But yeah, anything like... No, you actually most, know a lot of shit, but there's some stuff you don't know. But that's, that's everybody. It's, well, it's just on this podcast, it's, this podcast, all title could be Gary Blindspots. Uh, that's actually what the original name was. Yeah. So anyway, so they the, the American Revolution shuts down the... Um, the Chesapeake Bay oyster business because they just don't want ships coming through. So New York was the only place that was making oysters at all. Um, so the British leave in after the war, 1783, and people come back and just Manhattan's just destroyed. So they start kind of rebuilding and they widen streets and they narrow waterways. So trash fills in around piers and instead of cleaning it up, uh, merchants just pack dirt around the trash and extend the docks further out. And so this way, they add several blocks to lower Manhattan. One landfill becomes Greenwich Village. Ugh. There were 60 acres of landfill areas. I, I just... As you can imagine, we're over oyster beds. <laughs> it's amazing that it's an instinct. It's not like... <laughs> It's not like like learned. It's like our instinct is to be like, let's fuck this all up real bad. What should we do with all the trash? Bury it. Okay. I mean, maybe maybe their thought is, well, there's oysters here, and we'll just bury over them, and then they'll just come back where the edge of the water is. Or maybe they don't care. But either way, they bury the oyster beds there. So there's no more oyster beds in that area like, of Lower New Manhattan. York has had a trash problem since it became New York. That's just astounding. Yeah, since day one. Since day one, they've had, since the white man like, came to New York, they had a trash been like, problem. Yeah, we just like create a bunch of rubbish and we don't know yeah. what to do with it. Yeah. As, and instead of being like, are we living wrong? It's just like, oh, where are we? We got to find a maybe space we shoot this. Put some dirt around it and then make the pier bigger. <laughs> <laughs> so local governments begin to feel increasing pressure to bar outsiders, even neighbors, from local oyster beds. And then comes the steam engine. And in August... 1807, the first oysters are put on a steamship and taken up the Hudson River to Albany in 32 hours. So that means they can get to Albany and they can be spread out to other places quicker. And it just it expands is, the reach of the commercial oyster. Sure. Most people like the steamships. Some guys didn't. They were just like, what the fuck is this? One man called it, quote, the horrible monster which was marching on the tide and lighting its path by the fire that it vomited. <laughs> so I, not I, that great for some people. Just Let's have that guy be the leader. Put that. I would be like, that guy should lead us. I mean, if you're living by the water, you just see this thing go by that's like coughing out black yeah. smoke. And yeah. yeah. So the oyster dealers, however, I, they're, just, they're cash and checks. Now, New York begins shipping tons of oysters upstate and to Europe. Uh, oyster companies start buying Long Island, Connecticut, and New York oysters to ship. So as huge. they ship to more places, they start expanding where they're buying the oysters from. Right. The law barring oysters from entering the city in the summer months is suspended so they can keep making money. So they pay off the government to get rid of the summer suspension. 
Okay. Just a few years later, the Erie Canal opens up, opening up tons of new markets to oysters. So before the canal was even done, oyster companies were putting ads to sell oysters in, in western New York. Right. And on, on some days, 40 boats are now unloading oysters in Albany. So any sort of restriction or regulation is pretty much over now, just because it's such yeah. a boom. Profit. It's profit, and, and, and the way our government works is you buy the politicians, and then you... And then they pretend not to... They, they pretend that they're doing things for the public well-being. It's jobs, really just, man. It's jobs. It's not even jobs. It's just pure... It's just... Yeah, but that's what they say. It's what we have. Yeah, yeah, we have... Yeah, well, yeah, we have the, the illusion is great. Yeah. So oyster dealers now try to get their oysters to last longer through the winter, and they replant big oysters near the shore, so they're exposed to low tide. So they right, so the oysters are ten feet out. They take them and they put them up so they're in the tide zone. And then a few days later, they move them up again so they're even in lower tides. And then they move them again, so they keep moving them forward. And the reason they're doing this is the oysters learn to drink the water before it goes down, and essentially you're getting the oysters to hold their breath in a way. So they're holding their water. So they're teaching the oysters to hold their water for when they're out of the water for hours. It's remarkable. And that way the oysters learn to be shut so they can (laughs) ship them. It's like... Like, the oysters are like, don't worry, guys, we'll figure this out if you just hold your breath. Why are we doing this? Well, because the water is coming in, and we need to be able to hold our breath. Oh, okay. Hey, well, you know, it turned out it was just to do it, uh, that we were just doing this to be sold at Al's. Like, we're, we just, it's like... <laughs> it's also, it's, it's also it's, like, I always think about, people don't realize this now. When I was young, I would go into a grocery store and I would be like, oh, there, it, it's not watermelon season or it's not yeah, tangerine right. season. Yeah, right. Or they wouldn't be there. There are, all, there are all these things now that are like grown in Chile and other places that are in a, in a different season. And now we're eating them all year long. And it's like, that's not the way it's supposed to be. Well, and what, what that I... means is, is that someone is being exploited to grow that stuff and ship it here. And so you can have it and be, have a convenient meal. And I, and I, that's why I love the farmer's market so much because the, they're just like, yeah, they don't have it. They have a new thing. Oh my God. Have you ever, when, if you can eat a fresh farmer, like if you can get a farmer, that's just like, I've eaten a fresh farmer. And those are the best farm. Like if delicious. You just go to the farmer's market. You can buy a farmer. You can cook them any way you want. So good. Season them however you want. Human they sushi. Are so yummy. Falling oh. off, falling off the oh. tractor. Um, but yeah, but also in the grocery store, there's so much like chemical shit to make shit look yeah. red or whatever. It's like yeah, some of this shit's supposed to look a little dented and demented, but people are just like ee. Yeah. Right. So the. The law barring the horses uh, in the summer months is suspended, as we said. A few years later, the Erie Canal opens. Um, new, new oysters are now flowing everywhere. Oyster dealers change the oysters, so they're lasting <laughs> through the winter. And by the 1820s, the Staten Island oyster beds start showing exhaustion. I don't know how that happened. I wonder. What do you think? You know what I think? I bet the Lenape were going there at night. <laughs> 
I bet they, these, these sick sons of bitches were waiting for us to go to bed with our good system, and they were just yeah, taking right. too much off the land. You're probably right. Uh, most New York beds are over-harvested. They can't meet the demand. Some beds are now completely barren. Cultivated oysters, however, have been around for centuries. Aristotle wrote that oysters were moved to better spots for growing, and artificial beds were created by the Romans. The Romans associated oysters and wealth, uh, and even uh, they even had a coin that was worth one oyster. Roman historian... <laughs> A Roman historian said Emperor Vitalis ate 1,000 oysters in one meal. Shut up. I want to see a receipt. That's bullshit. Yeah, that guy. That guy was just like. shitting uh, that happened after that. And then he died. Yeah, he died. Hopefully. (laughs) So replanting oysters because of the Romans became very common in Europe. Uh, In New York, not all bays. Uh, were the same as far as, as how oysters grew. Young oysters did well in the east, but not the west. But older ones did better in the west. So they start planting spats. Spats are little, like, two-week-old oysters. And raised new oysters in the East Bay until they were large enough to move to the west. And then they'd move them when they were, whatever, a year, no longer young oysters, and then they would grow so they're putting them in the places where they grow the most based on their age. And New York begins importing Chesapeake Bay oysters in 1816. They're smaller. Um, they grow faster. So they can impo- import hundreds of thousands of oyster seeds a year to cultivate oysters. Dave, we have an oyster problem. There weren't enough oysters to feed all the people. We need... The, don't you understand? The oysters... We have... A problem. If anybody blew it here, it's the oyster. Think about Dave, it. Dave, we are the drunk drinking hand sanitizer. It is a serious problem. So no one can own an oyster bed. You can't own one. It's not okay. a thing. So picking oysters is like picking berries in a forest, right? That, that's what you're allowed to do. You... They, we're literally viewing it the way the Lenape viewed land, except just oyster beds. Right. Like, if it's a natural oyster bed, you can just go out, anybody can go out and pick it, because no one could own it. And the Lenape are like, yeah, that's Manhattan. What do you, what? We figured it out. Right. Some guys uh, couldn't afford to sail down Chesapeake Bay, get their spats, bring them up, plant them. And they said, those guys who could afford to do that... We're planting them in natural beds with wild oysters, so anybody should be able to collect there, and it goes to court. My God, I'm the oyster judge. Welcome to Oyster Court, boys. Uh, This is a spinoff of uh, Oyster Cop, which uh, was taken off the air for violence. A judge decided no one but the state could own an oyster bed, but a person could lease it from the state. So long as there's no natural oyster beds around, right? So now we're talking about artificial cultivated oyster beds versus natural beds. Natural beds are still free for anybody, but cultivated ones, now you can own, you can lease it. Like you can have control of it. Right. I got a two bedroom bed. (laughs) So leases are being issued by uh, New York and New Jersey for pretty much close to nothing. It's basically first come, first serve is what's happening. You could put your bed down and you got it. It's yours. 
the amount of area control is based on if you had the men and the means to pull the oysters up, right? If you could pull it off, you could plant them and and so it's the rich again. It's another right. This this helps companies the rich companies over the small guy, right? right? That's what we're talking about. So this opens the door for a huge oyster cultivating industry. Big oyster groups form, like the Richmond County Oyster Planting Association. Blue Oyster Cult. Yep. They <laughs> they. They patrol their oyster beds for poachers. There are no records kept of the claims, and the state gets no revenue from all of this. It's very expensive to buy and move and plant them. So pretty soon over a 1,000 men are cultivating oysters in the oyster, in Big Oyster. That's the big, right? It's Big Oyster. Oystering is the number one business in Staten Island in 1830. I wonder if you told the Lenape that we would turn that species into a verb, <laughs> what they'd think. Like, we're going to go so bonkers, we're going to verb this. Uh, even though oysters were the thing to eat, and they were quite a few uh, rich people, there was not yet a top-notch restaurant in New York. Oh, so no. this is a New York pre-fancy restaurant. Pretty much uh-huh. everyone's going to the same restaurant at this point. But they realized this when they opened the Erie Canal, when the first boat came through and there was no place to hold the celebration for all the rich people. Right. They're like, where do we, what do we do? So <laughs> in 1834, a fancy restaurant was open, Del Monaco at 23 William Street. I feel like, is that still there? It's still there. Yeah. Delmonico's is still in New York, yeah. They moved around a few times, but it's still a restaurant. Sure. The new first-class eatery leads to a massive shift in the culture of New York. It serves French food, uh, and it's a hit with the well-off. Soon, other fancy places open because they're like, oh, look, we can make restaurant money off the rich. Like Astor House opens. Hmm. Uh, Astor served boiled cod with oysters and oyster pie, and Delmonico's was famous for its raw oysters. With the railroad... East Coast oysters are shipped all over the country, and young Illinois politician Abraham Lincoln threw oyster parties where people ate hundreds of oysters. Bang me with this. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What? <laughs> the fuck are you doing? Come on, it's an oyster party. Come on. <laughs> what? I don't think you know what... Take this nine-inch oyster and let's party. What is wrong with you, man? I'm going to be the president one day. You'll see. Oh, Jesus this shit again? Just gonna you, shave we're just this fucking mustache wrestling off. in an oyster pit, you dork. Here, throw the shells in my hat. Don't worry, there's room. Oyster houses in New York start all-you-can-eat menus. <laughs> this is where it starts. This is where our gluttonous bullshit is peaking. All you can eat. Only Americans could take food as an enemy challenging them. <laughs> I bet you can't eat all of this thing. Oh, I bet I'll show that steak who's boss. How dare you? And what's my How reward? How dare you tell me I can't put as much food in me as I can? You don't think you I can eat? I'll eat all that till I'm sick, as long as you put my picture on your wall. I mean, did the Lenape, were the Lenape just like, what, what are they what doing? What the fuck is happening? Uh, they're now challenging each other to see who can eat the most of them. <laughs> 
but that's more than they need. Yeah, yeah, no, they're demented. It's like a real problem. Uh, six cents is what you would get for all you can eat, raw oysters. Uh, wow. Some recipes in cookbooks called for 150 oysters. What? I Just mean, would recipe. you be like, oh, well, that's the end of that. What should we make instead? <laughs> that's the end of that. We're not making that. What is that? Does anyone want lasagna? That's an insane thing. Half a tablespoon of vinegar, a pinch of salt, 1,000 oysters. <laughs> <laughs> New York now, New York has the best oysters in the world, and they now have the best port in the world, making it the world capital of oysters. Sure. Slavery was abolished in New York in 1827, and Maryland had a bunch of free black people who couldn't own oyster beds. I don't know why Maryland had so many free black people, but it had like a, 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 a large amount, maybe because of where it is close to the South. I don't know, whatever. Um, but there's all these free black people who work the oyster beds, but they can't own them. So they start moving to Staten Island, where they settle a community on the South Tip called Sandy Ground. And when they get there, they're all very poor, but they work for white oystermen and they start saving their money and then they begin to go out on their own and then they start buying boats and they grow food on their farms, on the land. And after a couple of decades, they're doing well and they have brick houses. They would trade oysters for a brick to build the houses. I can just picture the white man... Looking from the hill, just being like, well, I don't like the direction this is headed in. <laughs> Interestingly enough, the local whites in the area were cool with it and got, very, got along mm. very well with the black community. So Sandy Ground becomes an African-American center, and they're doing well. So black people from Manhattan start moving down to Staten Island because they're like, this is cool. Yeah. It's, it's the oysters have created a way out for these people, right? Out of poverty. It's an oyster tunity. Stop. You like it a little bit. No, Just it's, let it happen. Um, no, I love it a lot. Have a giggle. It's one of the best things you've ever said. Thanks. They open a private school. Um, they become an underground railroad stop. But their boats are constantly being searched for runaway slaves. But they're a thing, right? They, they've got their own little world. Right. So then the oyster dredge is created. It's very controversial. Uh, it's a heavy bar that you drag on the bed with a basket behind it, and it just clears the bottom. Um, a French government oyster expert, right, the, fr the Frenchie's number one oyster expert, writes to Napoleon, and he said, if you allow this, it's going to make the whole coast bare of oysters. And the French begin calling the oyster dredge the oyster guillotine. You gotta love us. You just, you gotta <laughs> love us. You just gotta. Sorry. Sorry, haters. You hate away, but come on. We are, we are, I mean, we just basically, our short term thinking is amnesic. We're remarkable. Uh, you gotta love us. Yes, but this will ruin all the oyster beds. Yeah, but then I get a bunch for today. And then you can all you can eat six cents. So, yeah. At, 
at the end of the day, it's just greedy people not caring about the future. That's all the yeah. planet is right now. It's all well. It's, all it's all it. certainly all the society that's taken hold is. So New Jersey bans dredging, but planted beds could be dredged. So it's basically like the natural beds same you sort of dredge. Same sort of deal. The ones that you're setting up on your own, because essentially they're you know they put down they put down planks and they put oysters on them and sure. they, they're okay. like yeah go ahead knock knock sure. yourself out. You're a um, dredge head. Law laws limiting dredging. Uh, they they're they're in place for years in New York Harbor. As New York's population increases, oyster demand grows, and Let's natural go, beds are being depleted. Let's go. So they start seeking out beds further out, like the Great South Bay on Long Island. It's sixty-five miles from Manhattan, so super hard to get to and move the oysters. Uh huh. And then the Long Island Railroad arrives in 1868. After 1900, there are four oyster express trains a day out of Long Island. Shut, shut your mouth. <laughs> Why? Why? I mean, okay. 9 a.m.? 11 a.m., 2 p.m., and 5 p.m., the Oyster Expresses. Oysters I mean, only. Don't you think at some point people will be like, hey, we found a better food? <laughs> like, we've been talking about this for a while. Uh, hey, guys, well, uh, so I found these things. They're called apples. Yeah, or like any, you know what I mean? Like trout. But people are like, no, no, no. Now we got oyster trains. Great South Bay oysters were excellent and highly sought after. Uh, they were named Blue Points by an 1812 war vet who used to patrol his bed with a loaded musket. Yeah, take my oysters from my cold, dead clam. Blue Points were from his specific bed. That's right. Blue Points were the oyster brand. There's no better oyster brand in the so world than Blue Points. Our... Blue Points were it. These are the Fabergés. But then, soon after, any big oyster from the Great South Bay were called Blue Points. So they kind of, you know, fudged it, right? Two Dutch immigrants came, and they used one side of the bay for planting and the other saltier side for growing them when they got a little older. So New Yorkers... New it's Yorkers like are it. always looking for the hot new oyster, right? And the New Yorkers are like, there's that's gross. What's the, what's the, what's the oyster of the day, man? What's which which oyster is killing it? Come on, what are the oyster trends? What's the hot cove? Come on. So Prince Bay's were second to Blue Points, and one day a strong tide hits, and for the first time ever, these huge Saddle Rock oysters are visible. And they're giant, but very tender. And the city goes bug fuck. People are paying crazy prices, but city merchant still called some oysters saddle rocks uh, even after they were gone so they could sell them for 30 cents each. So they basically decimated the... They decimated it when it hit. Like, once this bay comes up, the water goes and exposes them, they're like, ah, they just... Destroy it, it quickly. but they keep calling, right. but they keep saying, yeah, these are, uh, yeah, oh, you want? Yeah, it's a Rolex. Yeah, yeah, it's a Rolex. I just got Saddle Rocks in today. 
Yeah, yeah, a bunch of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just the craziest. So they're still calling them. They can sell them for 30 cents each, whereas the other ones are selling them for a fucking penny each. So like these are... Saddle Rocks eventually just became the name for large oysters that weren't already a known brand. So they eventually just... They were, the idea of what they used to be changed into just like, it's a big oyster, it's a saddle rock. Right, right. When new oysters were found, papers would write about it as if there was a new medical breakthrough. <laughs> oh, man. Uh. In 1859, five Connecticut oystermen were drifting, and they dropped their dredge to use as an anchor near the opening to Huntington Bay, Long Island. And when they pulled it up, it was packed with huge oysters. So they filled their boat and they made a pact with each other to not tell anyone else where they had found them. The city goes fucking nuts when they bring these oysters in. People want to know where they came from. Reporters are bugging them. Everyone's like, where did you get these oysters? Someone finally pays one of the guys $500 to spill the goods And the next day, the New York Daily Tribune front page is the Great Oyster Placer. Millions of dollars worth found. Great excitement along shore. And there was an oyster rush. Oystermen from all over come because it's a natural bed and anybody can have at it. Right. And the Tribune said it is an immense fleet. They're packed together. They're bumping up. Masks are touching each other. We got to take them away. <laughs> the Daily Tribune wrote there were so many ships, the bed would be gone in days. Man, we are vultures. But around this time, they realize that cultivating oysters, they can make better oysters than, than nature can. People can plant them in the best environment for the stages of their life and spread them out so they're not crowding each other, so they're getting a lot of nutrients and fresh water and everything they need. Oatmeal, the usual stuff. And this means to New Yorkers, they will have an endless supply of oysters. And so starting around this year that I'm talking about, 1860, New York goes into an oyster mania. Ugh, what? And that, that will be part two. Oh, my God. I, how have we not already hit oyster mania? <laughs> like, we're in oyster mania. No, we're not. What? We're not. Oh, man. I can't even imagine. <laughs> yeah, you like the first part? Well, uh, yeah, the next part, uh, people start to actually lose their minds a little bit with the oysters. So that's something to look forward to. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, so the main source of this is Mark uh, Kurlansky's The Big Oyster. Um, also, documents of the Assembly of the State of New York, issues 68 through 114 by New York State uh, legislature, the New York Times, a bunch of articles from that. Uh, haven't read that one yet. Uh, haven't read that one yet. Uh, and haven't read that one yet. Okay, so those are the main sources for part one. That's <laughs> crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if there was a god, that being would be like, yeah, we're going to like take them off. Like, the, the imbalance that we just project constantly 
it's just well if you think if you think about it from this if you th- think about it from this standpoint if you have and it doesn't matter where it is in nature if you have someone living within the bounds of nature and someone else comes that's living outside of the bounds of nature yeah, right. the person living outside the bounds of nature either It'll needs to ruin. be killed or that person will destroy everything yeah yes and so we those, are now run like the, by those are literally Right, so those are literally the only options. Like, if if someone doesn't want to live within the, the reasonable only, bounds, then we, it's we all need, fucked. There, I, we just need aliens to come up with a human dredge, and just be like, "Wait, what?" what? And just like dredge us, and be like, "What?" And be like, "Oh, look, there's a lot of fat ones here." <laughs> That's pretty good. And then just like raise us in little bowls in their homes to be like, "Oh, now he's ready." That's why I yeah. always think like. You know, people be like, you know, I've like, you know, I mean, I have like conflicting feelings over certain types of hunting, obviously. And people will be like, well, yeah, you got to hunt deer, though, because they, you know, otherwise they'll, you know, they're they're an invasive. They're invasive. And you're just like, all right, well, when do we start hunting humans? And then when you really think about it, that's already kind of happening. We are already kind of hunting humans. So, well. One of the things about deer is there's something called the carrying capacity, right? The K capacity, which is uh, when there are too many, like an animal, like deer, um, they will become overwhelmed by infection and disease and become uh, weaker and all, all kinds of problems. Um, so that's why you want to hunt them so they don't have that experience. Uh, I feel like you're so going now, in the anyway, direction of signing about, off uh, on my point. <laughs> <laughs> think about mankind right now. Yeah. How's it going? Yeah, <laughs> I mean seriously. Like we should just we we are the invasive species that needs to be dealt with. Anyway, yep. uh, can't wait to see what happens when things get weird. <laughs> <laughs>